hello, hello. Welcome to the 125 Roller Coaster Challenge Trend and Staple Podcast. I'm Paul, and it's time for our beginning of the month December queue. And of course, it's going to be called Queued Up for the Holidays because the off season is upon us. So, pretty much uh, up here in the Northeast where we're located, most of the parks are doing holiday events and stuff like that. And a lot of the major rides are not open, so it's cold. Let's be honest. It's in the 40s, 50s if we're lucky. And I personally, at this point in my life, am not really interested in riding roller coasters and getting frostbite. But this episode, we're going to talk about a few different things. First thing is we want to talk about the great holiday events in our area. We have some fantastic events at Hershey, King's Dominion. Some of the smaller parks like Lake Mont have some great stuff going on there. We also want to talk about some YouTube channel changes, mainly because... You know, uh, we're going to be shifting pretty much in the off-season the focus of the YouTube channel. We're keeping all the um, Explore series and things like that are still going to be on there, but we basically are going to have to change some things up here because, you know, we're starting to run out of videos. And last but not least, we have three listener questions. And uh, we're going to kick it off with the uh, first listener question right now, which uh, comes from Steve, uh, one of our friends who uh, on Facebook. And he asked, what do you think Wildcats Revenge is going to rank at Hershey Park and as an overall RMC? So if you're not familiar, basically Hershey Park finally made the announcement that everybody's been pretty much in the know for for a while which is basically Wildcat is being converted into an RMC, uh, Rocky Mountain Construction. So Wildcat was their wooden coaster in the back of the park. It was actually the first ever GCI roller coaster. It wasn't aging well. So since I've become a roller coaster enthusiast, we were always hoping and praying that something would happen with this uh, roller coaster here. So in the middle of, uh, I believe it was July, they closed down Wildcat and they finally made the announcement that uh, Wildcat was going to get RMC'd. It's now going to be called Wildcat's Revenge. And if you're not familiar, it's going to basically, they'll still have the wooden structure, but they're going to be putting some uh, iBox track on there and just making this run amazing. So first of all, where do I think it's going to rank in Hershey Park? Well, I am incredibly biased. I love RMCs. If you look at our top 10 uh, from last year, the majority of those are RMCs. Uh, you know, Steel Vengeance, uh, Iron Quasi is going to be moving up there. Uh, some of the other ones we love is Twisted Timbers, uh, Wicked Cyclone. So we really enjoy RMCs. So going into that, I do have a bias. I'm thinking at this point here, it's going to rank probably for me in the top three. Uh, I definitely, Sky Rush is up there. Uh, Candymonium has been growing on me lately. I know that uh, for a hyper, it's kind of a letdown, especially after Mako. However, at the park, it is actually a very strong roller coaster. Uh, Great Bear always has a small spot in my heart. Uh, Storm Runner is up there too. So without riding and actually seeing a legit uh, POV of this Wildcats Revenge, I'm thinking it's probably for me going to be number one or number two. All depends on my mood. Uh, Sky Rush, sometimes I'm in mood for it. Sometimes I just don't really want to deal with it. It's definitely going to be one of my top coasters uh, at Hershey Park. And it's definitely going to be something I'm going to be marathoning throughout the year. Now, how does it compare to the RMCs that are already built? Yet again, there's still a lot I haven't ridden that people are you know, really hyped about here. I've done Iron Quasi. I've done Steel Vengeance. But I've never done um, over at Six Flags Fiesta Texas, Iron Rattler. I haven't done uh, some of these other ones here. 
for me. I, I'm pretty much going to place it probably in the top five again. Iron Quasi for me just looks fantastic. It looks amazing, and I'm looking forward to riding that a lot more in the winter when I go back down to Florida for a couple of events. Uh, still Vengeance is up there. Twisted Timbers was our number one coaster last year, and that's still going to be up there. I'm thinking it's going to be probably number three or four for me. The location is going to matter a lot for me, mainly because it is at my home park. So I'm going to get a chance to ride it a lot more than I would Iron Quasi or Twisted Timbers and stuff like that, Wicked Cyclone. So I'm thinking for me, it's probably going to be top three, top five. Uh, I think Quasi is going to beat it. It's going to be up there around the same with Twisted Timbers, depending on the elements. Uh, Wicked Cyclone kind of level there. Uh, Still Vengeance for me, when I'm in the mood for airtime, nothing beats Still Vengeance. But to answer your question, at Hershey Park, it's going to be probably top three and probably top five on RMC. Now, let's talk about some holiday events here, okay? So we actually are in a great location because most of our home parks actually do have holiday events. And if we're talking about holiday events, we gotta go right to our home park, Hershey Park. Hershey Park is amazing because they actually got two separate events that take place. You have Sweet Lights, which is over by the hotel, which is basically a drive-through attraction where you listen to holiday music, you check out all the different lights, and you're driving basically behind the hotel area, which this whole area really doesn't have anything until this time of year. And it's amazing to me that they take it down every year and put it back up, but I guess because of it's not very protected. But if you're looking for a drive-through event, that's a fantastic one there. The other thing that Hershey Park does too is Christmas Candy Lane, which is actually inside the park where they actually open up kind of the hollow section all the way up to pretty much over by the arcade. Like the original park area is pretty much decorated. The train is a uh, you know great, greatly decorated. The monorail, you go through uh, town so you can actually see the lights that are inside actually, uh, I guess, town of Hershey. You got the whole uh, front area of the park there. I think it's called Founder's Circle now, which is lit up perfectly. Uh, the Comet's not running, but it looks beautiful. Uh, I think the Looper is running this time of year. I think Candemonium will be running. I know it was down for a while, but it looks like they got the part they needed. So Hershey Park has those two different aspects that are fantastic. But two years ago when the pandemic hit, Knobles decided to do Joy Through the Grove. And I can honestly say I like it a little bit more than the Sweet Lights over at Hershey Park. If you are willing to make the trek out there to Knobles, they don't have the park open. So pretty much you're going up there just for the drive-through attraction. But it is definitely worth it. If you like a drive-through attraction, I highly recommend that. Go through there. Check it all out. Some of the other ones, uh, Six Flags Great Adventure and I believe America both have Holiday in the Park. I like it. I did it a few years ago. It's definitely, if you're looking for rides... Definitely the Great Adventure of the Six Flags is definitely a lot more on the ride focus as opposed to the other ones, which are more about the lights. And then Kings Dominion, this year I definitely want to hit uh, their Winterfest. Uh, that is the closest uh, Cedar Fair Park to us that actually does the Winterfest. Our home Cedar Fair Park is Dorney Park. However, Dorney Park, right after Haunt, they shut down for the year. Uh, kind of a bummer, but I understand why they do it. They got a lot of competition between Six Flags, uh, Hershey, and Knobles, and it, it just doesn't make as much sense there. Pretty much, I still lean towards the Six Flags events, but it's been a while since I've been to the Winterfest, so my mind might change there. But also, some of the other Pennsylvania parks actually do some things. Lakemont actually has a drive through event now, which I think is fantastic because Lakemont is a really small park. They've got the two 
classic wooden coasters. The fact that they are doing stuff for the community because they kind of shifted from a amusement park more towards a park with rides. I definitely am interested. I don't know if I'm going to make it out there because it is a little bit of a drive. But if you're in the Altoona area or central uh, Pennsylvania, definitely check out what Lakemont's doing there. Kennywood over in Pittsburgh, always a great time. I saw today actually that they had Pittsburgh Dad, which is a YouTube character doing Twas the Night Before Christmas. Hilarious. Kennywood's definitely up in their game this year. So, looking at uh, the Hershey Park Knobles, Six Flags, the uh, Winterfest, the Lakemonts, and the Kennywood, if you're looking to do stuff for the holidays, this is where you want to go. All right, Central Pennsylvania, uh, the Mid-Atlantic area definitely has a lot to offer. Really, if you're into uh, the uh, Christmas holidays, uh, Hanukkah and all that, definitely check out these events. All right, question number two, and this one's actually pretty good. And it's very subjective. And it is meal plans. Are they worth it? This one came over through Twitter. And my thoughts are it kind of depends on the park and what their offerings are. So I used to be all for the meal plans. I used to have the uh, Six Flags one, the Hershey Park one, Cedar Fair one. And last year, the only one I kept was the Cedar Fair one. So here's my reasoning. So Hershey Park to me, because it's my home park, I don't spend a day there. I do what I like to call a hit and run. I go in there for about two or three hours. I knock out what I want to knock out and I get out of there. So for me, the drink cup's important because I do have a king size. So I will get you know, drinks when I'm there. But in regards to the meal plan, it's easier for me just to stop at the Wendy's that's right across the street or even just go home and make myself a sandwich than to spend that kind of money on pizza, burgers, and all that. And what I mean on that end is there really isn't, unless you're going to the barbecue place or Moe's, really everything they have at Hershey Park is traditional amusement park fare. So, I'm not going to spend this much money for a slice of pizza and wait in line for all this kind of stuff here when the reality is the the food's not worth it and because it's so close to home. Now, Six Flags, I don't have the meal plan for Six Flags because I still have the Diamond Elite VIP Pass. And the reason is I get 50% off all food. So for me, the amount of times I go to a Six Flags park, I used to hit Darren Lake a lot when I went up there to drop uh, Devin off over at college. Uh, Of course, I go to Great Adventure once or twice a year. I always hit Six Flags America. New England, I hit last year too. For me, the 50% off I receive from the Diamond Elite VIP pass actually nundates the the value of the uh, meal plan. So for me, the amount of times I go, it's easier for me just to get 50% off than for me to pay every month with the membership to get a meal plan. And yet again, as a member, I get the free drinks. So on both Hershey and in regards to uh, Hershey and the Six Flags, I'm getting the drinks anyway. So it really doesn't make any difference. So I might as well just not get the meal plan, right? And last but not least would be the Cedar Fairs. Now the Cedar Fairs I kept, and I kept the Cedar Fairs for two reasons. First of all, it's usually more for travel. I go to Dorney. I can grab lunch. I'm usually not there for a whole four hours at Dorney. But if I'm going to a King's Dominion, a Cedar Fair, uh, King's Island, Carowinds, it definitely makes sense because I will utilize both meals. And I also have the drink uh, plan too. Now with the drink plan, I lose cups. I have probably eight or nine membership cups at Six Flags because every time I went to Six Flags, I would leave the cup at home and they'd be nice enough to give me another cup. I actually don't have the drink cup plan. I have the one where they actually give you a cup, 
And I find that one easier just because, you know, when if, I, if I'm in line on a hot day, I can drink, 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 and then I can just throw away the cup before I jump on the ride. Also, I noticed with the Cedar Fair, they have better food offerings than Six Flags or Hershey Park. Especially Dorney Park as an example, they have that restaurant that's over in the water park section. I forget what it's called right now. But there, the meal plan is basically what this restaurant's all about. You pick one entree, you pick one side, and you pick, uh, I think, a drink or something like that. And the food quality is better. You get mac and cheese, you get brisket, you get pork uh, pork and all that stuff. Uh, even uh, fried shrimp, I think they have over at that one at Dorney Park. And you have like the mac and cheese place over at uh, King's Dominion. Cedar Fair has better food offerings. So I tend to utilize the plan more there than I would the other two. So in conclusion, because I know I'm kind of rambling here, Hershey, Too close to home, not great food offerings. Six Flags, I still have the membership of VIP. Was it Diamond Leaf VIP? 50% off food. So for me, that makes more sense. With both of those, I already have the drink plan put into the King Size Pass. And I also have it in there for the uh, membership um, cup that I get too. And then, so the only one I really utilize is Cedar Fair. And that's the one I recommend just because of that aspect. Uh, am I going to get the Bush Gardens Pass? I haven't figured that out yet because Bush Gardens, I don't have a discount really on the food. So when I go to a Bush Garden SeaWorld Park... I am considering it. I got to see. I really don't have a local, local SeaWorld park. I have Sesame Place, but as a almost 50-year-old man, can't really walk in uh, uh, Sesame Place and without getting a lot of stairs without a kid. Then Bush Gardens is a four-and-a-half-hour drive. So that one is a quite a drive. But I am doing a lot more in Tampa. So with the Tampa aspect, it might make it worth it. I've been lucky that when I've gone to Bush Gardens or SeaWorld, I've been lucky enough to actually hit there around a food festival. So I've basically been getting the food tickets and utilizing those. That's my thoughts on the um, meal plans. Is it worth it? Everybody's different, but for me, the only one that's currently worth it is the Cedar Fair one, especially in 2023 when I'm hitting Kings Island, uh, Worlds of Fun, and Cedar Point. Now let's talk about the YouTube channel, all right? So if you've been a uh, subscriber, we have 760, I think, right now. You've noticed that we basically have done two types of videos. We've done the uh, shorts, which are basically on rides and that kind of stuff there. And we've done the Explore series, all right? And every once in a while, we do a focus on. All these are kind of, you know, what we've been doing. They've all been one take. I hate to say this, but we only got nine left in the queue. So we basically have blasted through the entire summer. So the plan is pretty much around the 20th of December to actually launch instead of daily, which we've been doing, For a while, we're just going to do once a week, and these are going to be produced videos, all right? So right now, I'm actually working on the intro. I actually got permission from a band that I'm friends with to utilize some of the music that they uh, created in the 90s. So I'm actually going to have, just like with this podcast, we actually have original music from uh, actual musicians, none of this canned stuff here. Um, If you're not familiar, the opening music is from a band called Brownie Mary, based out of Pittsburgh, Uh, good friends with Kelsey, and uh, she gave us permission, and Rick, uh, Rich actually, and they gave us permission to actually use lessons from their self that they made, you know, in in the olden days, uh, bands would actually go into a studio themselves, pay money, and actually create their own music before everything became label-based. We're kind of going back to that now, but really, distribution back then, you know, a lot of these bands would just hand out their CDs at the end or sell them at the end of their concerts, and that's how they made a living. I actually was able to get, uh, i huge fans of Brownie Mary, I actually have a uh, self-produced 
uh, CD that they made, and because it was self-produced, we didn't have to go through a studio and start, you know, d- dealing with that. I just reached out to the band, and they said, "Yep, you can use it." Hence, our opening music is a song called uh, "Lessons." Well. Gregory Paul, another band I was friends with, actually, I reached out to them. They're letting me use one of their songs for the opening for the uh, video. So I'm working on that this week. And I'm hoping that we're going to have the first produced actual video, probably around the 20th, right before Christmas. And I'm still debating, are we going to do 2022 in review? Or are we going to just go right into Hershey Park, the home park, and start discussing their rides? So if you have any thoughts on that, let us know. So that's basically what's going to happen with the YouTube channel. So it's going to be slowing down there. But I'm hoping that we're going to get that thousand subscriber fairly soon. Uh, it's kind of slowed down there, and I understand why. It's pretty much been the same kind of videos. I mean, if I uh, have to post one more uh, pirate ship video or a Moby Dick video, I'm going to go crazy. You know, these were things that we did. You know, we actually started trimming the YouTube channel. We actually got rid of all of the podcasts off there because they weren't very popular videos. Uh, most people who listen to podcasts listen to it the way you're listening to it right now. So it really didn't make sense to actually have a blank screen with it going on. People have been asking me because with Hershey opening Wildcats Revenge, people were asking, okay, we're at the park. What else is there to do in the area? To be honest with you, there's a lot to do there. So Hershey tries to keep you on property. They're not as bad as Disney, where Disney tries to trap you there. But Hershey actually stepped up their game, uh, especially in 2020, when they actually gave a decent restaurant options to people, which is the Chocolatier. So if you're looking for higher end and higher cost, basically the Chocolatier is great. But if you're looking for some uh, hidden gems in the area, uh, if you go into town, you basically you have a lot of different options. I would stay away from the uh, the corporates. Uh, yeah, we have a uh, Chipotle and stuff like that. But really, uh, there are some uh, hidden gems right downtown. You've got the uh, Devon for seafood. Now, of course, that's Hershey also. That's uh, more uh, on the hotel aspect. But if you go a little bit off the beaten path there, there are a few great restaurants that I highly recommend. One is The Mill, which is over there by the Medical Center. Uh, Just type in The Mill, Hershey. It's kind of like right behind the Giant Center, actually. I know a lot of people would go there. Uh, If you are over there by a hospital and stuff like that, you got Your Place, which is kind of a sports bar type theme. Stromboli. If you like Stromboli, highly recommend that location there because it is some of the best Stromboli I've ever had. Uh, Because of the pandemic, we lost one of my favorite sports bar type of themes, uh, which was Duke's, which was right off of 422. And that was a great restaurant. Really hate seeing that one go uh, just because of the fact that it was kind of a foundational place here. Losing that restaurant really did hurt. But if you go a little bit farther, there's a town right outside of Hershey called Campbellstown. It's right on 322. So if you're over by the medical center or you're wrapping around that area, you go past the Hershey School, Founders Hall and stuff, and go a little bit farther down the road there. And on the right-hand side, as you're leaving town, there is a restaurant which is called Rising Sun. And they have a really unique menu there. They have sushi, they have pizza, they have every kind of thing you could possibly want. Uh, As you're going out, there's also smoked, which is barbecue. Um, like I said before, you've got uh, the Bears Den over at the Conference Center. So there's a lot of different restaurants there. But, you know, Hershey's not just restaurants. If you go a little bit out of town on uh, 743 North, there's actually a casino called Hollywood Casino where you can play table games, slot machines, stuff like that. There's sports betting if you're into that kind of stuff there. There is a lot. You go to Harrisburg, tons of things to do in Harrisburg. There's concerts. There's a whole nine yards. So, yes, Hershey Park is the draw. But if you're looking for something a little bit different, 
different in that area, definitely check out, you know, like I said, restaurant-wise. If you like uh, craft beer, a lot of people go to Trogues, which is right outside of uh, the park, that whole section there with the outlets. You got shopping there with the outlets. Uh, you got the hotel that's got its own little world up there. You got Harvest and other restaurants connected to that. Uh, there's a whole big pool in the background. There's so much to do in the Hershey area, and we welcome you guys. It's going to be great having uh, all the coaster enthusiasts come in here to ride Wildcats Revenge. You know, Definitely let us know when you're coming to town. Love to grab a drink with you guys. That is our holiday queue upcoming. We have part two of the 50 for 50 uh, parks that we're going to be hitting. We're going to drop that one on Friday, so definitely listen out for that. Uh, that this one's going to have a little bit more travel. We talked about a lot of the home parks the first time, but uh, we have a lot of travel that we have planned to get to 50 amusement parks uh, in 2023. Uh, also, uh, coming soon is going to be the uh, Sesame Place uh, episode there. Can, can you tell me how to get how to get to Sesame Place? Uh, Sesame Street, but Sesame Place. So we are going to be hitting that up there. We'll be talking about Vapor Trail and, of course, Oscar's Wacky Taxi. But, hey, let's get social. So we keep things very simple here. So unless you're a Twitter person, pretty much all of our social media is 125 Roller Coaster. All right. So you go to Instagram where we do our polls. It's 125 Roller Coaster. Go to Facebook where we always drop news. 125 Roller Coaster. Uh, Rumble is gone. Rumble was kind of a waste of time. I'm kind of glad we got rid of it because there really wasn't anything happening there. YouTube, 125 Roller Coaster. And uh, like I said, we're going to be having our first produced videos coming up soon. So definitely check that out. Please be gentle. I am not a video editor. I'm learning this whole game. So, and I'm self-taught. So it's not like I went to classes like uh, Tyler over at Coaster Studios and stuff. This is all self-taught here. Also, like Twitter's 125 Roller Coaster. All right. So this is Paul. Thank you guys for all the support. And I'm going to see you in 2023.